Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. And today we're talking about how to start losing weight. Now, before I tell you exactly how to start it, we need to take a step back and realize what you're actually looking for. Because when most people say how to start losing weight, they're talking about how to lose weight as fast as possible. And that's usually some extreme plan where you cut calories down to 1200, you stop eating for 16, 18 hours a day, water fast, stop eating carbs completely. Extreme things that are unsustainable. So I want to make clear that what we're focusing on, what I mean when I say um, how to start losing weight, is in my mind, I'm thinking about how to lose weight for as long as possible so that you not only start losing weight, but that you're setting yourself up each and every day to get more and more on the path to master your weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. So right off the bat, we're talking about a completely different thing than what you may have thought when you first started watching this. Okay, so if the goal is to have long-term success, not just short-term results, um, what we wanna do is we wanna have a more sustainable, comfortable lead into the process, okay? So again, you are giving up a little bit in terms of how much you'll lose this week, but you're greatly making up for it by how much you will lose this year. And that's the big difference here mindset-wise. So again, what you're used to doing is making drastic changes to your eating primarily, sometimes your exercise and sometimes your lifestyle. And usually what's happening is it's overwhelming you, right? It, it's such a big change. It's so difficult to do and maintain that you can't keep it up. And so you're able to follow it for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, sometimes a couple of months. So what we want to do is we want to get you to the place where you don't need a, a ton of motivation to start, right? Because it's easy. But more importantly, that you can see a path forward where you're going to be living this way, this new, healthier way forever. Okay. So that being said, what I like to suggest to people is there's kind of two parts to this. The first part is that you start focusing on your worst eating habit. Right. So that's the first step. What is your worst eating habit that you have that is responsible for the extra weight? Now, this is a habit that shows up definitely weekly and potentially daily. Right. It might be snacking at night. It might be overeating at dinner. It might be snacking in the afternoon, okay? It, it's something that's showing up regularly. That's what I suggest you start focusing on. And instead of just aiming to just change it with willpower, which again is another kind of a diet mindset thing that I was, well, I eat at night, I'm gonna stop eating at night. Yes, I know that's what you wanna do, but sometimes understanding the behavior first is gonna help you come up with more strategic solutions later, right? So what do I mean by that? So if you're eating at night, for example, we want us to understand why are you eating at night? Part of it is just habitual, right? Part of it is, again, you've just been doing it for a long time and that's what you do and that's what feels normal now. Um, part of it may be that you're using it for emotional reasons. This is almost guaranteed to be true with, one of the, with these habits. And so if you're doing it for emotional reasons, you don't wanna just stop it. You wanna understand what emotions am I eating for? Right? Am I feeling bored and I'm eating to entertain myself? Am I feeling stressed and I'm eating to relax myself? Do I feel lonely and I'm eating to feel you know, some sense of companionship or to distract myself from those negative feelings? And so we wanna to seek to understand it because once we understand more of this habit, then we can seek better solutions by asking a question emotionally, if it's boredom, how can I entertain myself in a better way without food? Um, how can I relax in a more genuine way that doesn't involve food? And once you have that answer, now the transformation to the solution becomes much easier because you're not just stopping yourself, you're actually fulfilling your emotional need, you're just doing it in a way that doesn't involve food. That's gonna be a much more sustainable long-term um, solution for you. Um, the next thing you wanna pay attention to in terms of that habit is 
where is your hunger and where is your emotions, right? So what, what state are you in at night when you go, and this kind of bleeds into the, the emotional eating piece of it, but when you get into the evening, are you really hungry, right? Have you been over restricting during the day and now you're really hungry? Have you not been eating enough during the day? Have you not been nourishing yourself enough? Where's your hunger level at when this habit's showing up? Because again, the more you understand what's going into this habit, the more you can resolve it strategically, all right? So this is something I wanna be clear, when you take this approach, it's not about instant change, it's about understanding and finding a strategy and solution that's gonna last long-term. So you don't have to give yourself just a day or a week to figure this out. Allow yourself to play with this habit and try different solutions and strategies until you find the one that really fits right, that really works well. Because once you do that, this is where I wanna extend your, your, time, your, your time frames that you're thinking in. Once you have a real strategy and solution to your worst eating habit, it's like that could potentially be 50% of your extra weight that's gone over a year. You know what I mean? I want you to start thinking long-term in a year. If I got rid of my worst eating habit, where would I be with my weight? And I want you to think that way so that you're willing to put the time and the energy and the effort into this thing. Because again, in the short term, you're not gonna get the dramatic results of just stopping everything. But in the long term, your results are gonna be absolutely mind-blowing. Okay, so that's the first step is to focus on your number one worst eating habit and get some strategies to deal with that. The other piece is to implement a healthier um, option, right? Now, I'm, make, I'm keeping that vague on purpose. I would suggest where you focus is your breakfast, right? Or the first meal of the day that you eat. Because each and every day, you're kind of making a house with your nutrition. You're building a house with your nutrition. And it starts with the first meal, the second meal, and the third meal, ideally. And so if you focus on the first meal of the day and you make that as healthy and as nourishing as possible, what ends up happening is it automatically is going to impact the rest of the meals during the day. And so when you focus on the first meal of the day and making that the most nourishing meal you can, you get the most bang for your buck in terms of energy, right? Because it, has, it affects everything that comes after it. And so these become the two things you focus on, right? Now, if you got more energy, there's obviously more things you focus on. I'm gonna keep this simple. If you consistently for the next month, two months, focus on coming up with strategies to eliminate or reduce your worst eating habit that really work and fit for you, and you start to focus on really optimizing your nutrition and health and your first meal of the day, two months from now, it starts to feel normal and natural. You probably lost some weight, but now you've got such a solid foundation to build upon because now you've moved past those things. You've got your first meal down. You've got, you know, hopefully a, a couple steps forward in terms of your worst eating habit. And now you move on to the second worst eating habit. And now you focus on your second meal of the day. Do you see though, this is what we call strategic approach to weight loss, you see? And as you can imagine, Again, it's not about what results you get in the first two, three months. It's about the results you get over the first year, two years, three years. This is how you start to get better results than you've probably ever gotten. So give this some thought and, and even better than th thinking about it is start putting some of this into action and see what happens. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I will do my best to answer them. I'm just going to scroll, scroll through and find out what they are. Um, uh, he just says, I am observing and feeling new things. The change is slow, but maybe more sustainable. Yeah, great. You know, I, 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 that's, that's right up my alley. <laughs> I don't care. Because here's the thing. Let me talk about slow, slow and fast. And this is even something I'm starting to come around to in terms of how I talk about it. Because I used to always say, like, I'll program myself as a slower approach to weight loss. But then I started to realize what's really fast and slow, right? If you lose 
15 pounds in a month, 20 pounds in a month water fasting. We'll take it to the extreme. And then you put it all back on the next month because you can't sustain that. Is that, was that fast weight loss or was that no weight loss? And so you got to look at your own experience. You know, these methods you've tried that sometimes give you fast results. If they don't last is, was that fast weight loss or was that no weight loss? And if there's a plan that, you know, it goes slower, but you know, you lose four pounds a month, but it lasts, right? And then each month, you know what I mean? You're losing four pounds because it's sustainable that you can do it. Is that slow weight loss or is that actually fast weight loss? Because it actually lasts, you know? So um, I'm really, I'm proud of you for, for observing and feeling new things because that's what we want to do. You know, the, the, the quicker you can get out of that diet mindset and let me encourage you, you know, in terms of the, the slow approach is you got to look at this honestly. How much weight have you lost since January with your fast approach mindset? How much weight have you lost since last year at this time with your fast approach mindset? Right. Sometimes when, when it comes to weight, the faster you want to do it, the slower it's happening or it's not happening at all. And if you're watching this right now, there's a good chance that you've been struggling with you're struggling with your weight. You've tried diets, you've lost weight and you put it back on. So it's like maybe, maybe the secret to getting better results is not in some new diet plan, but actually in the way that you are approaching it. And maybe one of the key mindset shifts you're going to make is that you're going to stop focusing and judging your weight loss plan on how much weight you can lose this week, this month, and start focusing on how much weight you can lose over the year. How much of an effect would that have on you? Right? It would probably have an enormous effect. So again, it's not it's not the external plan that's magically going to appear and change everything for you most likely. It's, it's in your head, changing the way you think about food, your health, yourself, um, weight loss in general. That's what's probably going to make the biggest difference in your weight. You know, much more than just some new diet coming down that tells you how to eat differently, you know, that, that you can't stick with. So, yeah, slow and sustainable is really the key. And um, again, with all the weight loss marketing, and there is a lot of it, right? We've all been exposed to millions of diet ads in our lives, right? If you, if you really add them all together, it, it's just, it's nonstop. And every single ad is basically conditioning you to think about weight loss as a short-term thing, right? This before and after picture and how long did it take to get it? right? And the shorter it took to get from that before to after picture, that's how we're making our decision. And we don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. What we got to do? I don't care. I got to just tell me what to do and I'll do it. No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> if, if, if that was true, then you wouldn't be in the situation now. You know, yeah, maybe you'll do it for a couple weeks, maybe a couple days, but be probably won't do it long term, you know? And so I think that's just a, a place where you want to, um, you, you want to get to, you know, because it's, it's, that that shift in, in focus is it firms up your foundation that, that you're building everything on you know um someone says what do you, what about eating fruit first thing in the morning um i love eating fruit first thing in the morning you know i think it's great you know now again i mean here's what i will tell you right we live in a day and age where there is just <laughs> right, let me is it not true wait we live in the information age did you not assume the information age was gonna you just assume it's gonna be good information right but it turns out we live in just like abundant of information. You can, you can believe whatever you want, right? There's doctors, you know, professionals, experts telling you stuff on every single thing and, and backing it up supposedly with all this evidence. So what I always say to people is that, you know, take whatever these experts and take it into a consideration, but always bounce whether it works or not um, based on how it affects you. You know, so if you eat fruit in the morning, start to notice. Uh, now I wouldn't just eat fruit probably, but I eat an apple every morning, 
and the apple has a lot of fiber in it and the fiber keeps me more satisfied you know so i think if you strategically you know add some fruit to your breakfast i, I think that's a great idea um but that's for me you know so what i say to you the guaranteed answer is experiment with a little bit notice how it affects you give it a little bit of time to don't just magic doesn't happen in a day or two you know sometimes the fiber has to accumulate and that's when you start to notice it but um Again, I, I think there's nothing wrong with fr fruit, but who gives a shit what I say? <laughs> your body may not run the same way mine does. So add some fruit into your diet in the morning and notice how you feel. Notice your energy levels, your hunger levels, um, how you feel mentally and emotionally eating fruit in the morning, you know, and, and then take it from there. Um, and if you keep building your strategy, again, and program yourself then, you know, what we have is a, is a weight mastery blueprint. So we have a mindset, lifestyle, eating blueprint, which are really fill in the blank blueprints that you fill out based on your situation, your personality, your lifestyle, you know, because this idea of dieting that you're just going to take someone's plan, you know, who's never met you and you don't know, and you're just going to follow that plan is kind of strange. You know, and if I put it in a different context, you'll, you'll realize this. Um, if I, you, would you let me tell you how you're going to dress, um, what movies you're going to watch, what music you're going to listen to? Well, of course not, right? Because you got your own tastes, your own likes and dislikes. And so this idea that I would tell you to do those things would be crazy, but you're going to let someone tell you how to eat forever? Like, like it's kind of strange, right? So you've got to take back control that you're going to decide what you're going to eat based on what works for you. And again, again, you can take, I reference all the diets myself, you know, new diets come out, new things come out. I, I take that into account. I keep what works for me and I discard the rest. But that's so different than what most people are doing. Most people are just trying to follow the plan whole hog, just I'm going to do it. And you end up kind of like, it's, it's like you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, you know, the, the whole time. It doesn't feel like it fits and it feels like you're fighting against the whole time. And so the alternative to that is, again, you know, keto, great, right? With too many refined carbs in the world. So we start lowering the carbs. Do you have to go to absolutely zero? Do you have to go into ketosis? No, of course you don't. You know, all weight loss is built around a calorie deficit. You don't need to go into ketosis. You know, there's no magic that happens intermittent fasting in those last two hours. So if intermittent fasting sucks to you, maybe start, instead of going straight to 16 hours, maybe you start with 10 hours of not eating. And then you start building on that, you know, or, or just stay at 10 hours. For me personally, I intermittent fast, I don't call it that when I started, but I stopped eating, you know, six, seven o'clock at night, eight the next day, seven or eight. So I'm about 13 hours, you know, oh, you're missing those magical two hours at the end. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> and it's fine for me. It works for me. And um, it helps me master my weight. So if you start to build your weight loss strategy, your, your eating plan, your lifestyle plan, your, your mindset around yourself, what could you know yourself better than anyone else? So as you build this stuff around and take your own opinions into account, I think you end up with a much better strategy because it's built for you, right? That, that makes sense when we think of it that way. But we rarely do that. We rarely do something like, oh, just tell me what to do. No, no, you have to stop doing that. If that approach worked, you wouldn't be here right now listening to me, you, you know? The problem is you keep waiting for some approach that you just, oh, I'm just gonna do that. Oh, I'm just gonna, I'm no more carbs. I'm not gonna eat for 16 hours. Oh, I'm gonna need 1200 calories. I'm gonna count my points. <laughs> you know, it's like we go all into this like this philosophy and then it doesn't work. And then we think we're the problem. That's the craziest part. You're not the problem. You're the solution. You just have to start trusting yourself more and start like really believing yourself. I know that's hard to do now because right, you don't believe yourself. This is all part of the diet mindset. It's got you twisted inside out, you know? But anyways, Haley says, I lost 40 pounds over a year then had to go on HRT and put it all back on. My body hates hormones. Yep. Um, that sucks, Haley. I, I feel for you because I know that when you lose the weight and put it back on, it's one of the most devastating things that you can experience. It's very difficult. 
And for a lot of people, I mean, at least you have a good reason, you know, for why it kind of happened. You know, a lot of times, 95% of people that lose weight on diets, put it back on, you know, and, um, and it's not, they're not on, you know, HRT and, and, and the hormone replacement, all that. So, um, they, they don't have like a clear cut reason why it happened. Uh, now that being said, yes, that's a challenge. Um, and again, well, I don't know all the specifics of your situation. You know, I, I can't really offer too much advice, but what I would suggest is that, you know, even with the hormones, what I tend to, what I really focus on really just in general anyways, but especially people with hormone issues, hormone replacements, menopause, um, you know, thyroid issues, things like that, even insulin, um, resistance. I really like to focus in on the lifestyle piece, right? So I, I like to refer to what I call the, the weight mastery pyramid. And it's the mindset, lifestyle, eating. And I put it in that shape specifically to indicate the importance. I think mindset's the most important thing. Then there's lifestyle, then there's the eating. And for a lot of people, it's the lifestyle piece that if you really dedicate yourself to that, that can really make make like magical changes, you know? And what I mean by when I say lifestyle, and I'm talking about these in order, uh, I'm talking about proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And when you get these things into your life on a regular consistent basis, it changes your physiology. It changes your, your biochemistry, you know, it, it does. <laughs> and so, there are just so many effects of these eight habits on your body that you wouldn't know. You, you almost wouldn't know what's the hormones, what's the menopause, what's, what's the actual thing you're thinking it is and how much of it is the lifestyle, you know, because all of these things, especially sleep, especially hydration, especially stress, lack of nourishment, lack of movement, these things have a huge impact on our biochemistry, you know? And so as we really clean that part up, I've seen over and over again that that becomes one of the key pieces of people's better results that they'd never focused on before because what most people are only focused on is the eating piece, right? And so I always think like like metaphorically, just focusing on the eating is like trying to build a house from the roof down. You know, it doesn't make any sense. There's no foundation under you. And so um, again, I understand that, you know, the, the hormone thing is, is a real challenge. Um, and so the one place you may find that gets you the most kind of results that you're looking for, maybe focus on the lifestyle piece, you know, especially if the eating remained the same, even when you start the hormones or did you start taking the hormones and it kicked the eating up? So it, it, again, it's, it, it's hard to give you specific information without knowing all the details of your, um, what's going on with you. Um, yeah. All right. All right. All right. See, Nat says, how can I convince my mom that fast weight loss, uh, the thousand a day will not work in the long run? Um, yeah, unfortunately, there's no way to convince people. I, I <laughs> if you figure it out, let me know, Nat, because uh, this is what I spend my, my life doing pretty much, you know, is trying to convince people that this fast weight loss approach is not working. And it's, um, it's, it's got me flummoxed. I, I literally, I've been doing this personally for 30 years, professionally for 20 years. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I, I've, I've been, this is what I do. And um, it all starts by trying to convince people that the fast weight loss thing doesn't work. And it's very difficult because we've all been exposed to, you know, basically, right? So we want to put it this way. It's kind of like everyone, people say, oh, it's hypnosis. I don't know if hypnosis works. Or not. Oh, it works. <laughs> and you want to know is the most hypnotized is dieters. 
dieters, you, you, you're hypnotized by all the diet commercials you've seen. You've got this dieter mindset, and that's how you see the world and think about weight loss. You can't even separate weight loss from dieting at this point. They're just one and the same. And this is why you're just stuck. And so, yeah, yeah, people are just so obsessed and focused and only believe in fast weight loss. And if you talk about slow weight loss, they just tune right out. I don't want to hear it. So I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you convince people. I try different stuff every day, you know what I mean? To, to try and get through to people. And, um, it's so crazy because, you know, you can, uh, the, the, here's the craziest part is that you're trying to convince people that fast weight loss doesn't work. And there are people that have been for the last 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years trying fast weight loss methods and they haven't worked for them. You know what I mean, it's like all they've got to do is just look at their experience. They're, they've got the proof is right there in their bodies. And that's still not enough sometimes. So, so yeah, I, I don't know how you don't, how you convince people that fast weight loss doesn't work in the long run. I, I, <laughs> and I consider myself quite a weight mastery expert and I don't have the answer for that. I've got the logical reasons. I could talk all day about it. But again, this is a kind of a point to, to really point out that we're not logical creatures, folks. You know, we are emotional creatures. And so I think, you know, dieters, you could tell them this stuff, but again, in their mind, they think about weight loss like fast. If it's not fast, it's not worth it. And um, I try to break through. I ask people, I said, well, how much weight have you lost since January? How much weight have you lost since last year? Where are you at from five years ago? Where, where's your weight at? You know, it's usually neutral or up, usually. And even that, it, it's like, they just want, they just, they're blinders on. So I don't know. Yeah, your mom, she'll do the thousand calories. She'll do it for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, maybe lose a couple of pounds and then she won't be able to maintain it and she'll go back to what she always did. Most dieters really have two mindsets. You got like the overweight mindset, the diet mindset and you just kind of flip-flop between them. And I think, in my opinion, the big problem is you never learn how to create a thin, healthy mindset. You know? And um, how do you convince someone of that? I, I don't know. <laughs> if I find out, I'll let you know. And if anyone has any ideas, please let me know. It's not a logical argument you can make, though, I can tell you that. Um, Sarah says, what's up, Sarah? I'm struggling with the too much information thing. Doctors telling us obesity is a disease. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to watch out for that for sure. You know, um, uh, I'm not going to get into my first story on that one because it's just so triggering for people. Um, but yeah, well, let's talk about I, I, You're going to be on the call today, Sarah. If, if you're going to be on the call, let, let's talk about that. That's an easier thing for me to talk to you specifically with. Um, obesity is a disease is can be misunderstood, though, in a bu bunch of ways, you know, because how they mean that a lot of times is they mean kind of one thing and we take it as another thing. Um, but I can tell you I've worked with people with obesity and, and help them um, lose weight, you know, and so so much of it comes down to changing how you're thinking, you know, and, and what works for you. So, again, let's talk about it on the call, Sarah, if you can get on today. And if you can't get on, I'll, I'll talk about it more on the call, um, a bit more on that. Uh, lots of info about weight loss, set points, gastric band surgery, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Weight loss, set points. I, listen, it's, it's, um, that, that I, so, but now you, you kind of asked, I just want to go in a little bit further because I think a lot of that stuff is not true. Now, why am I saying that, right? It's somewhat anecdotal because I'm basing it on my experience with people that have been menopausal. Um, they've got Hashimoto's, they're insulin resistance, they're obese, they're postmenopausal, and they lose weight. You know, and so it's like, well, what about the set point? What about, wait, what about the genetics? Wait, what about your willpower? What, 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 how, how are you losing weight, you know? And so I tend not to believe those things, you know? Now I'll tell you, like the, the, medical, the medical establishment is extremely pessimistic with people. 
You know, they, they don't believe people are going to change their behaviors. Behavior change is hard. You know, this is why if you go to the doctors and you're hundred pounds overweight, they'll say, Hey, you should lose some weight. Well, no shit doc, but, but how, <laughs> you know, they don't have a whole lot of information for you. You know, and I think this is where it gets the problem in weight loss in general is you're always being told what to do and no one ever is really showing you how to get yourself to do it. You know, so weight set points, there is some reality to that. There, there's no question. There's physical realities we're all dealing with. Someone with menopause is going to have a harder time losing weight than me, most likely, you know? So those are real realities. I'm not, I'm not pretending those aren't real, but <laughs> I've had these conversations. When you take that person who's been blaming their menopause, their hormones, their Hashimoto's, whatever they're blaming, the physical thing, and you start asking them how they're living, how they're eating, 95% of the time, it's an eating lifestyle issue. And so what I would say to you, Sarah is look at your own behavior. Are you living up to what you, are you living up to the healthy eating patterns that you wanna live up to? And are you living habitually with the eight habits I talk about? Are you achieving those habits regularly? And if you're not, you don't know what's a set point, what's hormones, what's insulin resistance, and what's the lifestyle and eating piece of it. You know, so to me, it's like I would put all that stuff to the side, doctor set points, all this other shit, slow metabolism, you know, leptin resistance, all of those things I'd put to the side. And I would say, am I living my lifestyle the way that I know I, I is the healthiest, optimal lifestyle? And am I eating in an optimal way? And until those two things are answers are yes and yes, then you'll know, right? Because if you're eating that, if you're living an optimal lifestyle and you're eating an optimal diet, and your weight doesn't change at all over six months, well, then you can know it's probably a physical thing going on, okay? But most people that I talk to have not answered yes to those questions. And so if you're, if you're not living a healthy lifestyle, if you're not eating optimally, then how are, you, how are you gonna blame some physical thing you just don't know? Now, I say this as someone who has high cholesterol, right? So I'm not, there's, there's real physical things, but, when I had the cholesterol, I changed. I mean, I was already healthy. I'm practically a vegan, you know? And when I got the high cholesterol thing, I started working out more. I started eating healthier. I cut the eggs out, do all this stuff. My cholesterol stayed exactly the same. Okay, that's a physical thing. There are physical realities in the world, you know? But I know for a 100% fact now that it's genetic. I know it for a fact. I clean my lifestyle. My eating up for it. It was multiple years. I stopped eggs for a year and then went back and took the test. You know, so now I know 100% it's that. And so that's how I would approach it because yeah, there's so much information out there. You can believe what you want to believe. And that's what I was going to say about the cholesterol thing. Even the cholesterol thing, I started going on that path. I said, oh God, cholesterol, what's going on? And it's like, well, some people say, oh, cholesterol doesn't even matter if you're healthy. Other people say, oh shit, cholesterol is high. Watch out. Well, my dad died at 54 of a heart attack. I'm, I'm going to take the statins. Thank you. <laughs> I've looked into it. I, I, I've already looked into it. I've done my research. And uh, that's what I've gone with, you know? Everyone gets to make their own choices. But I cleaned up my lifestyle, my eating to the highest level. And then I saw what the results are. That's what I would suggest you all do. Because otherwise, it's just too easy to get confused by the information and believe what we want to believe. To believe it's this physical issue and not our lifestyle and eating. And I personally, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I personally have not seen this. I have not seen anyone that's cleaned up their lifestyle and their eating that has not lost weight. So I don't know what to tell you other than that, you know? And so that's kind of my answer with it. Um, Sarah says it's hard to discount all this stuff. Yeah, no, I get that, Sarah. Yeah, like, like I said, I hope I just answered some of that. But we'll talk about that more on the call too, by the way. Get on the call and we can go more into that. 
and we can talk about the specifics that you're thinking about because I know I know all the stuff you're probably thinking about and I have thoughts on all that stuff because I do the same thing you know even as a weight loss coach it's very frustrating because you always just want to find this black and white um, these black and white informations um, that just make it simple and it's just not like that there's 7 billion people on the planet you know you got to understand like this isn't talked about enough either is that people genetically handle things differently. Yeah. I, I think, you know, that somewhat, but just like, like, um, lactose intolerance, right? Did you know, like almost all Asians are lactose intolerance. Most African-Americans are lactose intolerance. A lot of like, you know, Northern white people have lactose are lactose tolerant. You know why? Because genetically over generations, they were exposed to milk and created this ability. And the other ones weren't that simple. That's just one example, you know, and there's all these like subtle, you know, um, ways our body works uniquely. That's why I always say like, you really got to build this stuff around you. You know, you, there is no one size fits all eating plan because there's just too many people and too many different ways that we can, um, digest food, the way we crave food, the way we process things, hormonal, all, all this stuff, you know? Um, Emilu says you should make that into a diagram. Emilu, are you, are you reading my mind? I am literally, literally working on that diagram right now. I'm assuming you're talking about the weight loss pyramid. Um, and I'm excited to do it because it's going to be cool. Which, by the way, reminds me, listen, anyone on here who's not done this yet, go to my bio, click that link, and uh, get your hypnosis session. I give you a hypnosis session. It's the new Thin Me. It's a kickstart session, help you clarify and connect to your goal weight, your dream body. And what that will do is that'll motivate you in a very natural way, a way you probably haven't experienced before. And, um, and that part's awesome, but... As soon as you, you opt in for that, it takes a couple minutes to kind of get it and send it to you. I give you a training, three steps to master your weight. Please watch this training. It's free. It's about a half hour. It'll really change the way you think about weight loss. So go get there. I, I give people on my email list all sorts of stuff. And um, one of the things I'm going to be doing probably next week is a training on that weight mastery pyramid. Okay, so, so go get there. I'll give you the diagram and everything. I'm literally working on that right before I got on this call. Um, so yeah, if anyone's got questions, feel free to ask them. Um, I'm trying. I say this every day now, but TikTok has changed their live things where they used to just show you the questions when you were doing a live, and now they show you like every person that joins, and it's just like it's 99% people joining and stuff, and it's hard to get to the questions. So, anyways. Sarah says, good point about needing evidence before concluding anything. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. And the best evidence you have is for yourself. You know, like, that's what I mean. Like, like, you know, some person could, could eat one diet and just thrive on it. Another person could eat the exact same diet and do feel like shit on it. You know, this is why I say like, you've got to start to trust yourself and honor yourself. That's the key thing. Again, take these different philosophies into account, but then test them out. Just because it worked for your neighbor doesn't mean it's going to work for you in physically, mentally, or emotionally, you know? And once you bring this into your criteria for what you're going to follow to master your weight, it just changes everything. Cause right now, you know, here's what happens when you just like, Oh, just tell me what to do. And you don't want to take responsibility for figuring out what works for you is you end up trying to lose weight for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And now you're like, Oh, not only have I not lost weight, but I haven't learned anything about losing weight. Like I, I know as little about how to lose weight now as I did before I started my first diet, you know, and, and a big part of that, by the way, is just cause you never learn about the mindset piece. You, you never, ever learn about the mindset piece. No diet out there is really teaching any useful mindset stuff. And that's the most important part of your weight loss. But but regardless, like the, the this idea that some plan is going to come around the corner and just be the perfect thing, like that you've got to stop thinking that way. It's magical thinking. 
That's in line with the the idea that some Monday you're going to wake up as this version of yourself that all of a sudden is going to eat perfectly. You know, you've you've got to get rid of that. Um, and again, it's all it's all built around the dieter mindset. The outer core of the dieter mindset is this idea that you're going to diet until you lose the weight. You think of weight loss as a temporary thing. I'm going to do it until I lose the weight. And I'm telling you that that goal weight is not the finish line. It is the starting line. Because as soon as you get to that goal weight, you want to stay there, don't you? Right? You, you don't want to. You don't want to put the weight back on. So, you know, I know I, I ask people this all the time who are successfully losing weight. And I say, what are you going to do when you get your goal weight? And they'll, oh, I don't want to talk about that now. I'll figure it out when I get there. Yeah, well, the statistics say you won't because 95% of people don't. So it might be worthwhile to think about how you're going to maintain it now. And it might make sense to start with your maintenance plan right now so that you are practicing how you're going to live at your goal weight right from the beginning. That's the goal, right? Again, I always say you got you to shift your goal from wanting to lose weight to wanting to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. It's a much better goal, you know, and it's more what you want. That's what you want. You don't just want to lose the weight. I can assume almost all of you have lost weight at some point and put it back on and that you're not happy that that happened, right? You're not happy, well, I lost the weight though. You know, you're just pissed that you put it back on and that you can't lose it again, you know? So you got to shift your thinking so that it's more about that long-term goal because that's what you want. And when you focus on the long-term goal, it's not as hard as you think, you know? Your weight loss is really hard. I just made a video about this. I just sent it a question. If I'm missing your question, folks, I apologize. Just re-ask it. Like I said, there's just 5 million notifications. <laughs> it's hard to find the questions. I don't think this is a setting. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll answer this question in response to the. I'll answer this and talk about what I want to talk about in response to this question. How do I lose my postpartum weight? I feel like it's so hard to lose it. Um, so hard to lose it. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. Why does it feel so hard to lose it? I would assume a lot of that is your own doing. <laughs> no, I'm not blaming you, but hear me out. I think we've been so conditioned to think about weight loss like a dieter. A dieter thinks about weight loss like a sprint. It's this short-term thing. How quickly can I drop this weight? And so you're thinking about your goal in a time frame. Tony Robbins used to ask the question, how long would you give your kid to learn how to walk? Right? Um, how long would you give them? So you just said, that's it, you're done. You're never going to get it, you're done, right? Now, it's a silly question, right? Because we don't put a time limit on learning how to walk, right? It's just one of those things you just, you start and you do it until you figure it out, right? And so if we did, imagine if all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, most kids learn how to walk within uh, two days, you know? Imagine if that was just the philosophy. Well, all of a sudden you walk, your kid and it's two days come and go, oh, what? What's wrong with my kid? What, what's, oh no. You know, so it's like, do you understand like that time frame, that arbitrary time frame that we put on this process is making it feel way harder than it needs to be because it's not just that compression of time where we think, oh my God, I've been doing this for a week now and I haven't lost any weight, you know, because the other piece of that time frame puzzle is that when we start putting a time frame, okay, I just want to lose the weight as quick as I can. Well, how do you lose the weight as quick as you can? You, you choose an unsustainable extreme process. This is why it was common diet knowledge, wisdom, cut down to 1200 calories. Just stop eating carbs. You know, don't eat, <laughs> don't eat any, uh, you know, don't eat any meat. Just eat meat. You know, it, it's just, it, you know, I don't need to go through it all, right? There's, there's 5 million different diet philosophies, you know, um, but they're all intense ways to reduce calories dramatically so that you get fast results. 
Okay. So I believe that that's the first problem is that you're measuring your success in the, with this arbitrary timeline that makes it feel like it's so hard to lose it because a, you're thinking about it in a timeline and B you're probably choosing extreme plans that are really hard for you to stick with, especially if you just got a new kid. Okay. So you got a baby, at least one baby, right? If you got more, it's even harder. But if you just had a baby, it's like you're exhausted, you're tired, you're frustrated, you're, you're busy all the time. And now what are you going to do? You're going to count your points. You're going to stop eating carbs completely, completely transform your eating. That's hard in and of itself. So what's the solution? Well, the solution is to have a more holistic, comprehensive approach to your weight mastery, not weight loss. Okay. Weight loss is a short-term process where you lose the weight. Weight mastery is taking control of your weight once and for all so you can live your life at your goal weight forever. And so who gives a shit if it takes a year to get you to your goal weight, if you can live there forever? You're not thinking in your terms. I know this. And once you start thinking in year terms, decade terms, you can be more strategic because what you need right now postpartum to lose weight is not to start cutting calories a lot. It's probably to get more rest when you can get it, to relax to hydrate yourself, to nourish your body, to move a little bit more, to get some sleep wherever you can get it, to kind of bring yourself back up to a neutral state. Meanwhile, you know, while you're nourishing yourself, you know, you can work on cleaning up your eating. With Program Yourself Then, we have a 5-2 eating model. Five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating, you know? And so you can be strategic with these things and you can get incredible results when you start focusing on the long-term focus. So I hope that helps you answer it because I don't know, you know, what can I tell you? Why, why does it feel so hard to lose? Is it because any things I said are, are playing in? What are, your, what are your strategies to lose the weight? Is it not one of these main diets where you're drastically changing how you're eating tomorrow and you're already in a state of overwhelm and stress with a baby and now you're going to add on to that stress and overwhelm with, you know, a drastic shift in how you're eating? You see? And so what I would do is I want to go to a more strategic approach where I know you're stressed out. I know you got cortisol flowing through. I know you're exhausted. You're probably dehydrated. You're probably undernourished. You're probably not moving around enough. You know, you're probably tense. And so I would want to focus on those things. That alone might make you lose some weight, even if you're eating very similar. And then it gets easier to eat healthier. And you start building this around a solid foundation. So I hope that helps, you know. But again, I know it's hard to think this way. I know it's hard to think long-term with the weight loss, but it's the most useful thing that you can do. You know, it really is. And by the way, I appreciate all the likes, folks. I, I appreciate that. It helps me out and uh, makes me feel good to know, know I'm doing that. So feel free to to hit that, tap that like button if, you, if you're enjoying any of this. Um, and it burns calories too. <laughs> um, Emily says, uh, I know a model who had her baby about nine months ago and she's still getting back. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. It's good to know that. See, here's, I always say like, like in the maintenance piece, if you stop thinking about just weight loss and you start thinking about weight mastery, you start to realize not every moment in life is about weight loss, right? You, you have a, you just had a baby. You just moved. You just got fired from your job. You just lost someone who you love. You just got sick or broke your foot like me. These aren't necessarily times when you're going to eat really well to lose weight. These are times when you want to minimize the damage, just kind of maintain and get yourself back up to normal. God forbid, right? We, you have to stop thinking of this just losing weight because you're all or nothing. Do you, you see what I'm saying? Like, like most people approach weight loss, the diet mindset says all or nothing approach. With programming yourself, then we're all or something. We always want to be doing something. And notice this difference, right? And I'm doing this with my hands. For anyone that's going to be listening to this later, I want, I'm kind of holding my hands apart. All or nothing is a big space there. And when we go to all or something, what we start focusing on, instead of trying to jump up to all, 
Because that's what you're, even with the baby, right? I know you're doing this, right? You're, you're doing nothing. Okay, I got my baby. Okay, now I'm ready to get back to it. And now you're trying to make this huge leap into changing your eating dramatically. So you start losing the weight. And it's such a dramatic shift and change. It's so difficult that A, you don't want to do it. And B, when you do it, it's really tiring and exhausting. And so you go back to doing nothing. And so all or something says, don't, you don't have to aim at this all thing, especially when you just had a baby. You're going to be perfect with your eating and cut your calories down 1,200. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe you can. I'm not saying you can't do it, but if, if you're not able to do it consistently, that's completely normal and natural and you're fine. You can still start to lose weight by focusing on going from nothing to something. And then you get good at something and you go a little more something and a little more something. Now you're a year and a half in, now you're a little more something. And now you're your goal weight and it's easy and it's comfortable and you've trained yourself to be this version of yourself. So you're in this all or nothing, like, you know, th these dramatic shifts and you're not building a solid foundation under you. You're not walking a solid path. That's how you can be into weight loss 10, 20, 30, 40 years and still feel like you don't know what the hell to do. You don't know, what, I don't know what to do. Oh, oh, there's a new diet I heard about. I heard of intermittent fasting is going to help you. Yeah, oh yeah, another drastic change to my eating. Let's, let's try it. Good Lord. <laughs> how many times can you do that? Uh, so... What's your overall philosophy of living a healthy, fit lifestyle? Um, yeah, my overall philosophy. Now, again, this is mine. I'm, I'm going to say mine. So this isn't, some people get on here and say, oh, don't listen to this guy. He looks like shit. <laughs> don't listen to this guy. He looks like, you know, he's got chubby cheeks and he's swollen. I, I don't know what they're saying, but whatever. That's what some people think. So again, let me just start by saying you have to come up. What's your philosophy? You know, what, what is your goals for life? right? I don't lift a lot of weights. I could be a lot healthier, I suppose. I could have better, um, you know, cardiovascular health or, you know, or, or yeah, cardio and um, stamina and all that stuff and more muscular. But for me, I want my main philosophy of a healthy lifestyle. And I'll tell you this again, this is a core part of the program, the lifestyle piece. Now, let me just make a, a quick statement. You'll hear people sometimes saying that people are waking up, diets don't work, you know, but then they'll kind of fill it in with other just buzzwords of, oh, I need to change my mindset or I need to change my lifestyle, I need a lifestyle change. But it's like, it's this vague word that doesn't really mean much, you know? So when I say lifestyle in the program, we're talking about eight specific things in order of importance, proper sleep, proper hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. So for me, my philosophy of living a healthy, fit lifestyle is I'm really interested in my energy levels, my emotional moods. I want them to be brighter and happier. Um, I like being at my goal weight because I feel like it's a lot easier on my body. I like eating healthy, natural foods because I feel like it energizes me and it's just easier on my body. Um, and I feel it gives me the best chance to live the longest, happiest life I have. And in order to do that, the foundation of it, again, the mindset piece, I'm not going to all the details of that. Well, I will. Okay. So the mindset piece in the program that we go through, because again, mindset, that's one of these buzzwords where people say it, but there's no meaning to it. So in Program Yourself, then mindset means, and these are the categories you go through in the program, your motivation, your ability to motivate yourself. So you're really motivated. Um, so you have control over it, because right now you have no control over your motivation. Uh, your self-image, right? Your, your weight is a physical projection of your mental self. And so you can lose weight without changing your self-image and you'll probably just put the weight back on. Okay, so self-image. Program Yourself then says this is a weight, an inside-out approach to weight loss. So we work on changing your identity, your self-image, into a thin, healthy self-image. Uh, your habits, right? How do you control your habits in a strategic way? Do you know the neuroscience of habits? Do you understand what habits are? Because once you do, then you can be strategic with them. Come a lot easier. Emotions. Do you know how to deal with your emotions? Thanks for that, Rose. Um, do you know how to deal with your emotions? Because we live in a culture where we've been conditioned to use food as our main emotional management strategy. 
Do you know how to feel the emotions you want to feel? How to deal with the shitty emotions you don't want to feel? Once you do, it's a lot easier. And it makes you healthier, right? That's the genuine you know, way to, to feel what you want to feel. Um, thinking. How to think like a thin and healthy person. The nuts and bolts of it, right? How do you think like a thin and healthy person? I say this all the time. I don't know how to think like a thin and healthy person. I know because you never learned. If you never learned how to speak Chinese, you're never going to learn it on your own. You know, so again, it comes down to the questions you're asking, understanding fixed growth mindset, solution oriented, problem oriented mindset, um, that one. And then finally, maintenance, knowing how to maintain this forever. OK, so that's the mindset piece. Lifestyle piece, as I said, is sleeping, hydration, uh, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And I focus on those things. That's where a lot of my focus is. And it energizes me. It makes me feel more calm. I feel more positive. Um, I have more energy. I sleep well. I wake up well. Um, my mind is more calm. My body's more relaxed. Uh, I breathe more. I feel energized by the foods that I'm eating. You know, so that's my kind of philosophy of living healthy, as healthy as I can be. You know, relatively. It, it, now, again, I will let me talk about this for a second because this is something I think is like almost like it's going to sound weird to you, but I think it's a thing we just never really address. There's the ultimate level of health, right? The ultimate level of health where I don't I see these people, right? They got like, I don't know, I guess you say this is the ultimate level of health. They work out really intensely every single day. They eat like real specific you know, vitamins and they're doing everything perfectly. I'm not doing that, you know? So I'm looking for the, the, the sweet spot for me. I'm looking for where's the best quality of life. And for me, the best quality of life is that sweet spot between the results that I want and what I'm willing to do to make it happen. <laughs> to be honest. And so part of me says, yeah, I don't do everything perfect. And I'm okay with that. You know, again, this is that, that all or nothing thing I'm telling you is a trap. And I let go of it. I'm all or something. Most of the time I'm something. Sometimes I get all, I get real fired up and, and you know, start doing stuff. But I always have a high level of something that I'm always doing. And so I think it's good. You know, I think sometimes we take, we get inspired by these people that are just like, like Dave Goggins, right? It's like, like I don't know if you know this guy, but it's like, he's like, I mean, he's so extreme. I, I'm not knocking him. I mean, I think it's great, but everyone's a different person. You see what I'm saying? That's not my energy. I ain't doing that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to live like that. I don't want a cold plunge. I don't want to do all this this peak peak optimal shit. I don't want to do that. Now, some people might look at my life and say, oh my God, look at what you do. You do all this stuff. I do yoga and I do all these different things, um, but not at the highest level. Like, like, like some of these people are really, really, really into it. So I think that it's almost weird to say that. Like I'm saying this out loud. And it's like, well, I should be that. I should be that. But I'm not. I, I'm not that person. I, I'm not motivated like that. I'm motivated to kind of be right where I am. And that's what I mean when I say weight mastery, health mastery is living up to the level that you want to live at. You know, I like having a couple drinks on the weekends. Like, would I be healthier if I didn't? Probably. <laughs> but I like it. I'm not giving it up. And so it's like, that's a decision I get to make. You know, but but again, so that's part of the health philosophy. So I'm not I'm not just talking about myself here. I'm saying there's going to be things if you're really honest with yourself. There's going to be things you're not going to want to do that you're not going to do. And I think identifying those things is good because then you know makes it easier to get yourself to do the things that you know you should that you do want to do. I hope that makes sense. But anyways, um, let's see here. Uh, thank you on baby steps. Yeah, baby steps exactly. You're live yesterday about want, wish, motivation. I managed to avoid all the junk food second day by today by remembering. That's great, Lima. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that want, wish stuff, right? It's, it's a kick in the gut. What, what, what Lima's referring to is I was, you know, you're not going to like this, folks, but I'm sitting here. If you're, if you're struggling with your weight, if you haven't lost, if you're not losing weight and you think about losing weight all the time, 
is because you, you don't want to lose weight. You, you weigh what you want to weigh subconsciously. I promise you. And um, so I think it's very important to make the distinction between want and wish. I think you wish you'd lose weight 100%, 10 out of 10. Um, you wish you'd lose weight. You think about it all the time. You imagine all the time. You want to, you, know, you wish it would happen. But want is like a more specific word. You do what you want to do. You wish you'd lose weight. You want to eat the cookies. You know what I mean? Let's just keep it real simple. Let's not get confused. Let's not confuse ourselves. Um, you wish you'd lose weight. You want to eat the potato chips. You wish you'd lose weight. You want to eat the pizza. You know, you do what you want to do. We all do. Okay. And so until you get your want to lose weight higher, you're pretty much always going to struggle. This is that motivation piece I was talking about. And um, what, what leaves around, well, I'll tell you the, the, the thought experiment too, just to drive the point home because you're probably like, Jim, that's bullshit. That's not true. So, okay, then what's your motivation level to lose weight, right? Zero to 10, what, what would you say your motivation level is? Be honest, right? But what is it? What, what do you think it is? Okay. And so now I'll give you the thought experiment. This isn't pleasant. It's just to prove a point. Um, if the person you love the most was kidnapped and the kidnapper said, you're never going to get to see this person again unless you lose weight this month. If you don't lose weight in a month, you're never going to see this person again. What would your motivation be on that situation, right? Now that's a 10. And that level of 10 motivation would cause you to lose weight because even if the kidnapper is like, I'm gonna put all your favorite foods around you for the whole month, you'd say, I don't give a shit. You'd, you'd literally just probably just stop eating to guarantee your weight loss. Why? And you, it would be easy, right? You wouldn't even be tempted. You would just be so fixated and focused on that goal of getting the person back that all of a sudden the food just shifts off to the peripheral. Your, your values and your goals just totally reorganize in a moment that's that mindset piece of motivation. If I always say this, like, like that time spent on your motivation is time well spent because the stronger your motivation is, the easier this process is. Your motivation is not strong. I'm just trying to let you know this because you're caught in this bullshit trap lie of saying, God, I want to lose weight so bad and I can't do it. No matter what I do, I can't lose weight. And I'm sitting here telling you, no, that's not true. You don't want to lose weight. And I mean it literally. If you're a woman, you may not want to lose weight because you don't want attention from men. If you're a man, I've had a man told me this. He goes, I don't want to lose weight because I don't want my bosses to expect more out of me. Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. But what I'm telling you is in his mind, he had that belief. If I lose weight, if I'm thin and healthy, people are going to expect more out of me and work's going to be harder, right? I say that to you because your subconscious mind is not a logical place. And yet it's driving your weight. It's controlling your weight and your behavior. <laughs> Thanks for that crowd. Um, so... You know, again, this just gets you on the mindset. Jeez, we're talking about mindset. You know, if you don't know about your conscious, subconscious mind, you don't know anything about a mindset. You know, you've got two, two parts of your mind. You've got a prefrontal cortex anatomically, which is your conscious mind. That's the part of you that, that knows. Thanks, Lima. Um, that's the part of your mind that knows that you want to lose weight, that knows why you should lose weight, knows what you should do to lose weight, tries to get you to lose weight. That's where your willpower is. Right. But then there's this whole other part of your mind, your subconscious mind that's actually running all your habitual thoughts, feelings and behaviors. This is the part that's actually controlling your weight. And you have no idea about it. And you have no idea how to influence it. You think just learning more about weight loss is going to make you lose weight. Has that worked? You know, and what, what your weight loss approach really comes down to is you have your subconscious mind, which does its automatic behaviors. So your conscious mind says, oh, it's eight o'clock time to sit down on the sofa and eat ice cream. Let's do it. No, oh, no, no. We're on a diet tonight. We can't do that. We're not doing that. Okay. And so you got that energy and you do that. Okay. And then five minutes go by, right? And you just get to say, okay. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's 805. Why aren't we eating ice cream? Let's go eat some ice cream, man. No, no, no. We can't do it. Remember, we're on a diet. Oh, okay. 8098. <laughs> hey, wait. What about that ice cream? Where's the ice cream? Where's the ice cream? I told you. And this just goes on all night long. 
you know? And so at first, you know, when you're really fired up, you can do that, keep it up for a little bit. But eventually what happens? Because this part of your brain, the subconscious mind just runs on autopilot. That's the part of your brain that runs your toothbrushing habit, right? You ain't thinking about brushing your teeth and yet you do it every day. You, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like you're, you're, your whole approach to weight loss is fucked right from the start, just to be honest, because you're, you're just completely, it's completely, um, there's no strategy there. It makes no sense to use this conscious part of your mind to try and change your subconscious behaviors. You know, it's like, um, just to give you an example of what weight loss is really like, like the way you're doing it. It's like, uh, you know, it's like trying to all of a sudden brush your teeth with your other hand, um, eat with your other hand, you know, use your fork with the other hand, uh, you know, right with the other hand, you know, all of a sudden and you're like, oh, by the end of the day, oh, oh my God. Why? Because all those things that you used to do on autopilot, now you're consciously trying to control. Your brain's not built that way. You're not built to micromanage all these little food decisions. They estimate we make over 200 food decisions a day, right? So every time you go on a diet, do you ever wonder why you feel so overwhelmed and frustrated and grumpy? It's not just because you're not eating your, your favorite foods. It's also because it's just tiring the way you're approaching it. So the, the program yourself then approaches, let's reprogram your subconscious mind so that it automatically thinks, behaves, and does the things that are going to keep you at your goal weight forever, get you there and keep you there so that you don't have to consciously think about it at all. I mean, I've seen people that have lost weight. They've been on a plan for a year and then they get distracted, bored, sick, whatever, something happens and they go right back to their old behaviors, you know, because they never reprogram their mind. And so buy into it or don't. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Again, someone asked the question, how do I convince my mom to not do fast weight loss? I don't know. I don't know how you convince people. I got my, my tools. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they, most of the time they don't. It's like on a live like this, people just hear this stuff and they go right back. You, you kind of wake up for a minute. You know what I mean? Like, Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, you're right, right, right. And then you can get out of here and just right back into how you always think about weight loss. You know, it's literal hypnosis, by the way. I, I'm, I'm telling you this. You're literally, if you've been struggling with your weight, you've been dieting for decades. You're literally in a a chronic state of hypnosis. It's a diet hypnosis. And uh, my goal here as a hypnotist is to wake you the fuck up. That diet is not going to work. I don't know. I don't know what more evidence you need. I don't know how many more decades you need to struggle with it where it doesn't work. I don't know. I, I'm always looking for the way that I can communicate to you that it doesn't work and that there's a much better way to go about it. But people are stubborn. You know, people are stubborn. I, I was talking about this yesterday. I don't know. It's a sunk cost kind of bias thing, I think, you know, where it's like, this is when we put so much effort, time, money into something that, you know, to get 20, 30 years into dieting and then finally be like, uh, it doesn't work, hurts, right? There's regret. It's just like, ugh. And I think that's part of it. I don't know, but I don't know because I can't make it any easier. You know what I mean? Like all you got to do is go to my bio, click on a link, answer three or four questions so I can customize the hypnosis session and I give it to you for free. It's a 10 minute session. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I give you a training, you know what I mean? That, that lays everything out I'm talking about in a systematic form, it takes about 30 minutes. And then I email you positive, encouraging stuff every day. You know, I can't make it much easier, but very few people do it, you know, st statistically, percentage wise. Um, so I don't know, but, but yeah, when, when your motivation's high though, you already got the session. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I always know who's motivated because I do these lives and, you know, at the end of it, I, I can go and see how, who opted in, you know? And it's like, I know those people are motivated. The people already went there and did it. You know what I mean? So they don't forget, you know, those are the people that are really on the motivation piece. But if you're not even willing to go click a link and like put, answer three or four questions, they're simple questions, by the way. They're not hard questions. They're just, but you press a button. Which ones do you, how old are you? What, what age range are you? Uh, how much weight do you want to lose? I mean, simple questions, you know? Um, 
but most people won't even do that. So that shows you how motivated are most people to really lose weight. And they're not. You're, you're in this false hope syndrome. That's what the diet has conditioned you and programmed in your subconscious mind is to literally, the diet industry wants you to live your whole life in this false hope syndrome of some Monday, I'm going to just be this brand new person and follow the diet perfectly and lose all the weight. Oh, it's going to be great. You know? Thanks, Liam. I appreciate that. All those fires. Um, it's because I'm spitting fire here, huh? <laughs> spitting hot facts. But you know what I mean, though? It's like, you know, if, if you can't even click a button and go, because it's like, oh, this is all bullshit. Maybe it's bullshit. Maybe it's not. It's not going to cost you a penny to find out. If you're not even motivated enough to, to take two minutes to opt in and 10 minutes to listen to the session, how motivated are you? Hey, listen, if you're already, if what you're doing is working, then it, don't do it. You know what I mean? Just stick with what's working. But if you're sitting here listening to this and you've been struggling away for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, feeling flummoxed, thinking about it all the time, not even feeling stuck, I don't know what to do, and you won't even click on a link, maybe you're fine being, you know, and by the way, here I go a minute now, but here we go. You are, you don't like being overweight. I know that. I know you don't like it, but you can't disagree that you're comfortable and familiar with it. Right? You know how to be overweight in the world. You know how to relate to your friends, your family, people in your life as this overweight person. And all of a sudden, if you woke up tomorrow as a thin, healthy person, uh, life's a little different, right? And so maybe you don't even want to lose weight, which is fine too. Again, I'm never, I don't judge anything. I help people that want to lose weight, lose weight. But um, most people don't want to lose weight. They're kind of just comfortable where they're at, the status quo. Your brain wants to maintain the status quo. Listen, the main job of your brain is to predict the future. It's a prediction machine. Predict the future so I can stay alive. And the best way to predict the future is to maintain the status quo. Your subconscious mind wants to maintain the status quo. That's how it's organized. That's how it's set up. And so, yeah, for most people, just staying at that weight, staying in the same lifestyle, eating the same way is the easiest path. It's the path of least resistance. You know, and so well, there's nothing wrong with that. Cause when I listen, when I work with people, it's a big investment to work with me privately. You know, my program is much more, you know, affordable, which is another crazy thing. Cause even to work for me for that price, it's funny. Money's a funny thing, but, um, you know, it costs $25,000 to work with me privately. Right. And to work with me in my group program, which I keep it a small, small group so that I can work with you, you know, and give you a lot of time and energy. Um, that's a thousand dollars. Right. And there's a program with no coaching was 300 bucks. But um, to work with me for $1,000 for eight weeks, twice a week, we have calls every Tuesday and Thursday. I got one coming up in a little while. Um, and you get someone who's done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions, someone who's created a weight loss program, you know what I mean, who's been doing this, you know, consistently is, uh, it's life-changing. You know, and I don't, no time for, you know, false humbleness here. Um, I really know what I'm doing here, you know, because there's very few people out there that do what I do. Most people when it comes to weight loss are just telling you what to do, right? Um, nutritionist, dietitian, doctor, personal trainer, what are they doing? They're telling you what to eat, what to work out with. And then you're left on your own to try and get yourself to do it. And what, how do you do that? You got one tool, you got willpower. Try and force yourself to do it. How does that usually work out for you? I'll take a sip of coffee while you think about that. <laughs> I don't mean to be an ass. I'm not, I'm not being rude here, but um, it, it just doesn't work. You know what I mean? The willpower doesn't work long-term as the only tool. Willpower works. When you use your willpower to reprogram your mind, that's very effective. When you use willpower to fight against your subconscious mind, that ain't very effective. You know? So, so it's, it's, this is not rocket science. You just, you've never learned any of this stuff, you know? And so you're kind of like trying to lose weight blind. That's why I say, how long you've been trying to lose weight for? And don't you, aren't you disappointed? <laughs> hey, thanks for that, that heart. Um, 
don't you find it weird that as long as you've been thinking about weight loss that you still don't know shit about it? That you're still just like, like you just grasp on anything. Oh, intermittent fast. Okay, I'll do, do that. Like, like it's like you're just starting fresh every single time. Like you, you haven't accumulated any body of knowledge of how to master your weight. Is it, does that not bother you? I mean, it should. It should, right? Because it's a lot of time, energy. And I don't want to go on this path, but I'm gonna. It, it's, here's one of the big problems with your motivation, if you want to know. Part of the problem why you're not motivated to lose weight is because you think about weight the way the diets want you to think about weight, which is superficially. You primarily think about your weight loss in terms of looking better. And the science of motivation, that's called extrinsic motivation. It relies on other people saying like, holy shit, wow, you look amazing. Oh my God, you look great. Oh, oh, oh. And that's your motivation. It's the weakest form of motivation, right? This is why it comes and goes because you want to look better. And I'm not saying that's not helpful and valuable and important. I'm, I'm not saying that, but it's not important enough. Intrinsic motivation is the real motivation that makes you do things, right? So what are you intrinsically motivated to do in your life? Okay, let's go through some of those. Um, if you're a parent, taking care of your kids, right? Because you, uh, you know, sometimes you're tired, bored, sick, distracted, whatever, and your kid's hungry. What do you do? You, uh, get out of here. No, you, you, you take care of them, right? Because you got that deep motivation to take care of them. Work, right? You, you work because you want to get that paycheck so you can live your life the way you want to live it. So you wake up one day, you're laying in bed, you don't want to go to work, but you do it, right? Going to school. I don't want to go to school. You do it though, you know? Um, there's, there's these things in your life that you're already extremely motivated about. And what I believe the secret to motivation is, is to wrap, wrap your weight loss around those things. And where we're going to go to a little, little bit deep here, but, but I think it's important. So you're thinking about weight loss. I just want to look better, but why don't we talk about your longevity? How long would you like to live? Because your weight is one of the primary factors that's going to dictate how long you are alive on this earth and the quality of life you have during those years. When you get into your 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, your weight becomes much less about how you look and much more about how long you're going to live and your quality of life during those years, your mobility, your freedom, your independence, your strength, your flexibility, your ability to get on the floor and play with your grandkids, your ability to walk up a hill if you choose to, <laughs> to ride a bike, to do things that give you a high quality of life. And you're not thinking about those things in a, in a meaningful way. They're secondary if they're even there at all. Your primary focus, I just want to look better. I want to look at a bathing suit. I want and the diets have got you focused on this. By the way, the diets don't give a shit about you losing weight. All the diets that you're following, the big ones, are all owned by big food companies. Weight Watchers is owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The company that owns uh, Atkins Food Products, the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. The company that owns Slim Fast, the same company that owns Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. Do you really think that those, those companies want to have diets out there that work and make people not eat their bullshit food? I don't. <laughs> you know? So anyways, yeah, the motivation is uh, versus wish is very important. Helen says, how to be consistent on thinking thin after 47 years of thinking fat? Yeah, good question, Helen. That's the right question to ask. Um, it's not it's not that hard. It's like learning another language in a sense, um, but it's not because you speak English, you know? So it's just learning how to think differently. So, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it. I'm going to give you I'm not going to tell you Program Yourself Thin is the only way to do it, even though that's what I believe in my heart. But I'm just going to point out what, what Program Yourself Thin contains just to give you an example of how lacking your approaches have been. Okay? So Program Yourself Thin is an eight-week program. And 
the core of the program is the program yourself thin technique. Okay, this is a self-hypnosis technique you use on yourself at night. It takes a minute or two. It's quick. And it's really two techniques. It's the redo technique, the rehearsal technique. And this is so important because what Program Yourself Thin is built around is you making mistakes. See, all the diets are built around you being perfect, which is bullshit, okay? Everything you've ever learned in your life, driving, writing, reading, any skill sets, any sports you played, any instruments, any languages, you've learned by making mistakes. And your weight is going to be no different. And the big mistake you're making is you think you're just going to start day one and be perfect until you lose the weight. How many times has that happened? Okay. So the alternative is that you can make mistakes. That's a normal human thing to do. Um, changing your weight is a big process, by the way. You know what I mean? It's, it's, people think of weight loss like a bank account, like debits and credits. It's like the stock market. There's a lot of different factors. So it's going to take a little while to really master this. But you need a process in place that you can rely on for when you have a shitty day. Because the most important skill of mastering your weight is the ability to get back on track quickly. And that's a skill you don't have. And there's, it's not just your fault. A big part of that is that your, your all or nothing mindset makes it very difficult that once you make a mistake, it feels like a huge jump to get back on track again. Okay. But anyways, the redo technique is so important because you can make a mistake, but with the redo rehearsal technique, you learn how to learn from that mistake and you learn from the mistake and you start to learn that mistakes aren't that big of a deal because you're going to learn and grow and evolve from them. So that's important. And then the rehearsal technique programs you to behave the way you want to behave tomorrow. So it's a way to program your subconscious mind to become the person you want to be. Because that's the core of the program yourself in program. We take your weight loss and we wrap it in personal development. The real process is about becoming the person you want to be um, as opposed to just wanting to lose weight. It's a much more meaningful, full, complex goal. right? So that's much more inspiring. So the program yourself in technique is the core of it. Now there is the hypnosis support. So it's an eight-week program. I know the hardest part of change is remembering to change. So I deliver the program to you through your phone because I know tomorrow morning you are going to get up and look at your phone. And when you do, you're going to see a message from me. You're going to click on it and it's going to bring you to your morning five-minute hypnosis session. Can you do a five-minute hypnosis session in the morning? Yeah, of course you can. It's manageable. It's comfortable. It's easy. You sit back, you relax, you start every morning relaxed and calm, and each session has a weight loss mantra in it. This, and each day is different. It's 57 days. It's 57 sessions. <laughs> and so you start to develop this thin mindset comfortably, easily, naturally. Without doing anything else, just listen to that session, it changes the way you behave throughout the day. Partly because of the hypnosis suggestions and partly because you're relaxing and calming down. Okay. And now at night you get home and you look at your phone again and here's another message from Jim. You click on it. It reminds you to do your two minute program yourself thin technique. And it gives you a link to your 10 minute sleep gnosis session. Okay. So now there's a night session. So each week there's a sleep gnosis session with a core weight loss mantra in it. And you listen to that session every day of the week. And so now you're bookending your day with this calm, relaxed state where you're getting all this positive stuff put in your mind. And that's a great way to start thinking thin, okay? And then you go through your weight mastery workbook, right? These are your weight mastery blueprints, your mindset blueprint, your lifestyle blueprint, your eating blueprint. And you fill them out based on your preferences, your genetics, your lifestyle, what works for you. And there's training videos that take you through the whole thing, okay? So that's the program. And then there's two coaching calls every single week, right? So every Tuesday and Thursday, you get to work directly with me. You know, so, so I, I, again, if they're like, holy shit, that sounds great. Yeah. Go get the program, go get in there. We, we got a coaching call coming up in 45 minutes, but I tell that to you really just to show you what have you done? That's been anywhere near that level of comprehension to lose weight. 
but write it down. If you've done anything that's even close to that, I would love to know what it is so I can go check it out and, and learn from them, you know? Because I have not seen anything that, that's this comprehensive mindset-wise, support-wise, you know? Because you're probably, but what about the diet plan? What about the meal plan? Well, you come up with, there is a meal structured. So, so again, the program yourself, then we have a 5-2 model, five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating, okay? But then you build how you want to eat in there. You know, and you don't even have to start with a five-two necessarily, because it's all about you. And we don't have to start being perfect. You know, we can start slow, comfortably, manageably. I'm telling you, that's the most important thing. You know why? Because it changes your subconscious beliefs from. Because let me tell me this isn't true that when you diet, it feels like an endurance test. There's a little voice in the back of your mind saying, "Oh, how long are we able to do this for? How long can I do this for? How long can I do this for?" All right, that's always there, and you always think about your weight loss in a short-term time frame. You're not giving yourself enough time. And with this one here, you're like, oh, this feels nice. You know the big difference, I would say, just to kind of sum it up in, in one way. One thing I always notice about my clients is, like, especially like they'll go away on vacation or it's a holiday week or something. And um, and they go and enjoy themselves, you know, because I always encourage that. And then I said, well, how was it getting back? And they go, oh, I couldn't wait to get back and get back. I'm on track with my normal eating. You know, when's the last time you went on vacation, got off track with your diet and couldn't wait to get back on your diet? You know what I mean? So again, when you create a plan that's built around you, that's comfortable, that's manageable, sustainable, you know, it, it's it's totally different, as you can imagine. <laughs> you know. So, anyways, um, how do you let go of the all or nothing mindset forever? Um, you replace it with the all or something mindset. You know, I don't think it's that hard. Like once you, you know, here's the thing, right? We we can't get rid of neural wiring. There's no getting rid of things. There is there's no getting rid of this wiring. There's wiring over it. Okay. So there's no getting rid of the all or nothing mindset. There's wiring over a better strategy and that's the all or something mindset. And I think the all or something mindset there, there's no question. That's a better mindset, you know, because your problem is not that you can't be all your problem is that you're nothing most of the time, right? I mean, you're doing your diet for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and then you're doing nothing for months and years. That's the problem. You know, so when you flip that around, you start doing or not flip it around, but you do the all the same amount, but all of a sudden you're never doing nothing. Like you're always drinking some water. You're always getting your sleep. You're always going for some walks. You're always eating some fruit. You know, that stuff starts to bring you up, you know, make you feel different. So, so again, it's not getting rid of it. It's about replacing it, you know, with something better. Um, should I ditch the scale? It determines if I eat or not. Um, I, it, now again, I, I say this, you know, this is what I'm going to tell you what I tell my clients, but again, my clients have the support of the program and me, but I like the scale when I'm losing weight. Now there's a lot packed into that statement. Um, I know a lot of people, well, let me back it up a little more. The first thing I want to say is the main philosophy of programming yourself then is there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. Um, so if you absolutely detest the scale and it's just got all this baggage attached to it, skip it. Fine. Okay. But if you're going to use the scale, I suggest you weigh yourself every day. I think there's nothing worse than weighing yourself once a week. Because what I learned from weighing myself every day is my weight could fluctuate. The max I saw was about five pounds in a day, you know? So let's just say your weight fluctuates somewhere in that ballpark. So let's just say the first day you weigh yourself, you're three pounds down for, for whatever reason. And next week you weigh yourself, you're three pounds up. Well, now it looks like, even though the weight may stay the same, it looks like you've gained six pounds. And if you were eating well all day or all week, and all of a sudden you feel like you gained six pounds, you're going to continue? You know, so it's like if you weighed yourself every day, you know what I mean? You would have been six pounds, you would have been three pounds down. The next day, you might have been three pounds back up again at your normal thing, you know, and then you would add some real context to it. Um, so, should I ditch the scale in terms of if I eat or not? Um, 
you know, again, I, I can't answer that because, you know, like that, that's just like one, one piece of it. I don't know what your eating philosophy is. You know, I don't know how you're structuring your eating. Um, another thing I learned from weighing myself every day is that it usually takes about two weeks for my weight to show up, up or down. Okay. Consistently. You know, because again, I got just fluctuations that'll happen, but but typically it takes about two weeks for my weight to kind of show up. So if I start, if I go on vacation for two weeks, um, you know, that first week it may not show up too much and then it does start to show up. And um, if I start eating better, the, the weight loss doesn't really show up consistently for about two weeks. That's something I learned about myself. Helpful to know that, you know, because if I'm doing well eating, I'm eating well, I'm eating well, I'm eating well, and the scale's not moving and I'm in the first week, well, I don't care. It just hasn't shown up yet. You know, I have that belief and knowledge about that. I'm I'm on I'm on the downside of that right now because I broke my foot about two weeks ago and um, I just got the <laughs> health alerts. My my steps have gone down, my calorie burning's gone down a, a lot. Um, a lot of things have happened, so I'm 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 not looking forward to starting right about now. I'm expecting that scale's probably gonna start going up. It's gonna be at a higher level, you know. Um, I'm okay with it, you know what I mean? Because I know like if my foot gets better, I'll go right back to where I was at. But um, anyway, so so I don't I can't I can't answer that leading without just having more context. Uh, that, I feel irresponsible for me, um, but I like the scale. But but again, it, that's up for you to, to do, you know, to decide on that. All I can do is kind of give us some ideas here. It's hard for me to answer questions real specifically for people if I don't have. A, I like to have a lot of context, you know. This is kind of serious stuff sometimes, and um, I like people do that. What's up, Don? Um, yo yo, I've been stuck in the mindset for thirty years. Yeah, I get it, Haley. You know, it, it's most people have. You're, you're not alone. That's what most people are. And again, it's not a yo yo mindset. It's a diet mindset. You know, most people in America are are stuck in a diet mindset. It's a very concerted effort to put you in there. I'm influenced by it. I mean, I broke out of it, you know, by doing what I do. And my clients break out of it because they learn a new way. But most people, because you have to understand, right? It doesn't matter what diet you do. You can do, you can do any of them. You can do keto, you can do intermittent fasting, you can do Mediterranean. Literally any diet that's ever been existed, it, they're all the same in the sense that they're just telling you what to do. And they never tell you how to get yourself to do it. And the problem isn't that you don't you don't know what to do, right? I mean, come on, you know that. You know what you should and shouldn't eat to lose weight. You've known that. Problem is you can't get yourself to do it consistently. And no diet is teaching you how to do that. That I've seen, you know? And so, Haley, it's unfortunately, that's just, that's most people. Um, yeah, but, but hey, but I will say this, folks. Listen, listen. The first step to getting out of it is to recognize it. You know, I always like to do this one. I was talking about yesterday. But if you close one eye and look at your nose, you see it. Close the other eye and look at your nose, you see it. Open both eyes, your brain deletes your nose. There's no, there's no value in seeing your nose all day, you know? And so this is just how our brains work. It, they just delete things that we don't think are valuable. And so that diet, or, or what we believe too, we, we delete things we don't believe in. And so the diets have caused you to believe a certain way, to think a certain way, and you're missing real obvious things. And so that's why I do these lives for free all the time. Because again, you know, for me, my mission is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. And um, yes, I have programs you can invest in and work with me, but um, it's, this is also a mission. I, I do all this stuff for free. You know what I mean? I make all these TikTok videos. <laughs> I take that idea, make all these TikTok videos to do these lives and do all this stuff just for free, just to help people make the podcast and all the rest of it. Because um, this is life or death to me. So listen, the, the first step to creating change is, is to gain awareness. You know, um, the way our brains work, there's a lot of problems and solutions that are right in front of you that you're literally you're just not seeing. You know, my whole career, I, I work with very successful, smart people, and they're just missing really obvious things that are right in front of them. And being able to point them out 
is, is just like, you can just see the, the wheels clicking into place there. And I promise you, you're just missing obvious things. And so you can't fix them, you know? But yeah, if you're, if, if you're a yo-yo dieter, you're not a yo-yo dieter, you have a dieter mindset because it's bigger than just being a yo-yo dieter. It's the way you're thinking about weight loss is the problem. Again, the, the quickest way I can tell you to fix that is just go get the hypnosis session, listen to it, but watch that training. The training is probably one of the best antidotes to not being a dieter thinker. You know, again, it's free. I give it to you right after you opt in for the um, hypnosis session. Um, just like addiction, the fear of the unknown holds you back. Yeah, absolutely, Liam. That is so true. There's a saying, right, that, that people prefer a known hell to an unknown heaven, you know? And you can't disagree that you're familiar with the weight. You're, you're familiar. I always hear that, you know, um, you know, especially women always say, oh, I'm the fat, funny one, right? That becomes your identity. And so how are you all of a sudden going to become the slim, healthy one? And you can be funny too, by the way, but, um, but, but it's an identity shift. And I'm telling you, that's one of the, the biggest challenges of change in general, in all areas of change, not just weight loss, is not just what you're supposed to do. That part's easy. It's the identity piece of, well, now you're going to be this, wait, you've always struggled with your weight. And on top of that, never mind other people, think about how much you think about weight loss. Think about how much and how often you have thought about weight loss and um, how much you think about losing weight and what you should eat and all the rest of it. And so it's like the idea that you're just gonna be this thin, healthy person is almost scary because you don't know. Um, you know, they say like nature abhors a vacuum and our mind abhors a vacuum. And this idea that you're never gonna have to worry about your weight, that you're never gonna have to struggle with diets and stuff again. It, it's like, yeah, you want that on one level, but subconsciously it's like a little scary, you know? So, so that's a real thing, Lima, you're absolutely right. Um, program yourself then, where do you find the link? Um, it's right in my bio. Go to my bio and uh, just click it. It's it's right there under there. Uh, the all or nothing thinking extremes. You speaking facts. I am speaking facts. <laughs> been listening for months. Game changer. That's right, Don. Don's been doing it um, for sure. I want to live and stay mobile. Yeah, right. That, that's a great. That's a better goal. You know. So again, I'm telling you, like in motivation wise, the real secret is not to try and get yourself to be more motivated to lose weight. That's what you keep trying to do right? You get, again, what, what, what typically happens to just explain in a nutshell is that, uh, oh, the, the thing is that you, what kicks off your weight loss is usually some pain-based event. You know, you see the picture of yourself, you step on the scale, the clothes don't fit, you know, something triggers you to feel really upset about your weight and your body. And then you say, that's it, I'm going to do it this time. And then you, you try and make your weight more important to you for a little while. You try to make it more motivating to, to get yourself to take these actions. Um, but it doesn't last. And so again, what I'm telling you is that what you really want to do to get your motivation out. And this is hard to just explain. Cause again, in my program, this is the, this is the most, um, it's a 60 page workbook you fill out, you know, but the, the biggest part of the workbook is the motivation piece. That's what we lead off with because the motivation is what the engine that drives the whole process. And so it's really important to go through that piece and really understand what your motivation is. But in a nutshell, again, it's that what, what's important to you in your life now, you know, and I don't know what that is. It's usually a relationship, you know, it's usually a person. Um, it may be your career. It may be your personal development. I, I mean, again, everyone's got different values, you know, but whatever is most important to you in your life, you really want to wrap, wrap your weight. I keep saying wrap. You keep wanting to wrap your weight loss around that thing, you know, because your weight is detracting from the things that are most important to you in your life. And it's not because how you look. You understand? I'm not even talking on that level at all. I'm talking about. Let's talk about one of the deep uh, relationships, right? Let's just say you're a parent and you've got your kids. 
you're um, a kid, you got your parents, your partner, whatever, whatever relationship's most important to you, your weight is directly negatively impacting that. Not because of how you look, but because of how you feel about yourself, how you're constantly thinking about weight. That's all energy and attention that could be spent on other things. You know, and of course that weight's affecting you physically, your energy levels, your stamina, um, your mobility, your physical comfort, and all of these things are affecting you as a person. And all of those, and they're affecting you negatively. They're making you more tired, more frustrated, more depressed, lower self-esteem, um, all of these things. And those things are directly impacting the most important thing in your life, which is probably a relationship. You know, and so I'm not making this up. I don't mean to bring this up and bum you out, but this is how you start to really juice up the motivation for real. Because once the motivation's for real, it's a lot easier. It's easy for me to maintain my weight now because A, I love... I love my lifestyle, my eating plan, but I also have like rock solid congruent motivation. I've got the pain motivation and I've got the pleasure motivation crystal clear and I'm connected to them. And so it's one of the most important things. So I've created a propulsion system. That's what we call an NLP. It's I've got the pain and the pleasure. I get the pain pushing me to do the right things and I got the pleasure pulling me to do the right things. And I just do them on autopilot because I'm now congruent. You know, um, you're not, you're, you're what we call ambivalent party wants to lose weight. Party doesn't want to lose weight. And you got that kind of battle going on. That's why every time you try and lose weight, it feels like a battle, you know? And so until you get congruent with that, it's always going to feel like a battle, you know? But again, the frustrating part is it's not that, it's not that hard to fix it. It's just, no one ever teaches it to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Don says, we really should be taught as kids that weight is directly related to health and not vanity. Yeah, exactly. Don, that's absolutely true. Um, what's up, Kathleen? How you doing? Um, yeah, Don says, love the 5-2. 5-2 is brilliant. It really, <laughs> it really is. Do you agree with the belief that your body is protecting you by holding on to your weight? Um, yeah, I believe that. I believe that, I mean, it believes it's protecting you. You know, everything you do is for a positive intention. Do you understand? And, and so once you understand that, like even emotional eating starts to make sense. You know, you're not just emotional eating to put weight on. You're emotional eating so you can feel the emotions you want to feel or not feel the emotions you don't want to feel. You know, so there's a positive intention behind it. There's a positive intention behind everything. We don't do things to hurt ourselves directly. Um, that's usually an indirect thing. But yeah, I think just uh, your body's protecting by holding on to your weight. That's a common one for women where now it's not your body. It's your subconscious mind. Your body just does what your mind tells it to do. You know, there, there's physical realities too that, that's part of the equation, but it's primarily your subconscious mind that's directing your body. And so what a lot of women have is they have the belief that having this extra weight on protects me from men's attention. And that might even go to the level of now I won't be killed. I won't be raped and killed. So I'll keep the weight on. Thank you. <laughs> you know, um, and that, that goes to all different levels. But that's just an example of subconsciously you want to keep the weight on because it's doing something positive for you. You really ought to reflect on that because I promise you there's something there because every, everyone I've ever worked with, there's always some subconscious reason they wanted to be overweight. You know? And I only tell you that from my experience. Yes, weigh daily or very often. Yep, yep. Just signed up. Nice, Heather, good job. Um, getting on the scale will be hard for the first time anyway for me it was, but seeing it go down feels good. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing, right? So I always say like the other piece of the scale, and I get into this too much, but um, the other piece of the scale beyond just like kind of understanding what you, the fluctuations of your body's weight. I think that's... <laughs> Don't you think that'd be valuable for you, you know, to know like what, what does your body do day in and day out weight-wise? And how does that reflect to what you did the day before and what you've been doing for the last couple of weeks? But anyways, 
The other piece that I like to scale for, now I would say this is more of an advanced level thing. This is, again, people in the program, we talk about this, um, is that for, for most people, that scale represents a lot of your subconscious baggage that you got with weight, right? And it also represents a lack of control, a, a belief of control that you have. Thanks for that, Rose. Um, and I always like to say, like, like ideally you want the scale, you want to think about the scale, interface with the scale like you do your speedometer of your car. You're not scared to look at the speedometer of your car, right? You look at it. If you're going too fast, you slow down. If you're going too slow, you speed up. There's no worry there. Why? Because you feel a sense of control. You know how to speed up. You know how to slow down. The scale is is all this terror because it really what it's doing is it's just reflecting the belief you have that you don't know how to lose. You don't know how to control your weight. You don't know what to do. That's the core problem. It ain't the scale, you know? Yeah, I know you wrap all oh, if I have the scales up and then I have a good day and the scales down or the scales down, I got a good day, the scales up, I gotta, you know, it falls apart. There is a reality that I get that. But the bigger part is that that scale is really just it's reflecting and magnifying. It's a symbol for the fact that you don't know how to control your weight. You're not a master of your weight. You're not a master of your eating. You're not a master of your lifestyle, and you're not a master of your mindset. And you just keep relying on these these bullshit, goofy, quick fix diet. Listen, here's the thing. You've heard, I just, I've told you about all the program yourself then stuff just to really point out how comprehensive it is. Because I would, I don't know how you could have a less comprehensive program and get any results. Because look at the diets. Do you want to know what the diets are? Because I know this. They're all marketing exercises. Every diet you know about is built around one thing. That's, that's the trick of the diet. That's the marketing trick. It's literally called the one thing. That's how they design diets. Can you think of a diet that's not the one thing? Just stop eating carbs. Just stop eating for 16 hours. Just eat meat. Just eat Mediterranean food. Just count your points. Just eat cabbages. Just eat vegetables. Don't eat fat. <laughs> right? Can you think of a diet that's not just the one thing? And they do this on purpose because they know you're overwhelmed and exhausted and tired and frustrated. And so they have to try and make it as simple as possible. I was telling you that the diets... They're like, it's like a carnival game and, and they know this. This is how they're designed and a carnival game, right? It seems really easy, but it's not. And, and that's what weight loss is. So I'm not afraid to get out here and tell you that weight loss is, is hard in the sense that it takes effort to learn how to do it and takes time and effort. There is no easy way to lose weight long-term. You know, you got to commit yourself to it. It's a path of mastery. If you're not up for walking a path of mastery, you don't even get the hypnosis sessions. It, it, it won't, it's nothing that's going to work for you. This is a path of mastery. Just like I play guitar, I do yoga. These are paths of mastery that have no end. I walk the path of mastery. You tell me, you, you, put what, you put your philosophy up against my path of mastery. Let's go, you know? And by the way, like anyone, even the people that, that are promoting these diets and, and put them out, they're living their path of mastery a lot of time, but they're not talking about the pieces of the mastery. They're just, it would be like me. It'd be like, I could, I could come up with a diet and sell it just based on what I eat. I'll say, here, eat what I eat. And you'd lose weight, but you wouldn't be able to do it because you're not me. And so every diet's just giving you that top 5% of the pro. Oh, here, just do this. And it never gives you the mindset piece. I learned this program came out of me speaking with people who had lost weight and kept it off for at least two years. And I went and interviewed them. This again, neurolinguistic programming, NLP, is the science of role modeling. You find people getting the results you want and find out how they did it. Not just what they did, but how they think. You know, how do they think? How do they approach it? 
How did you shift? How did you change how you thought about food, yourself, exercise, lifestyle, your health? What, what shifted for you? What were the big changes? And you start to realize, oh, it's the self-image piece. Oh, their motivation's different. Oh, they have a different way they approach habits. Oh, they're dealing with their emotions different. Oh, they think differently. Oh, maintenance. They think about this long-term. Oh, lifestyle. You know what I mean? It's like all this stuff just reveals itself, you know? So it's a commitment. It's a lifelong commitment, you know? And um, once you do that, again, it's, it's one of those things like, what it was, it's like it's simple but not easy sort of thing. But the flip side of that is that, like once you really make a real commitment to, but first of all, like lifelong, you know, like this piece, I know people always get discouraged. I say, well, you know, your weight loss is like a never ending marathon. You seem to get all deflated. It's like, well, but how long you want to keep the weight off for though? Well, forever. Well, so then wouldn't you want it to be lifelong? You know, again, you're all incongruent because you're not thinking straight. Your subconscious mind is, is not logical like your logical mind is. But if you really look at your weight loss philosophy, plan, idea, it quickly reveals itself. The emperor's got no clothes. Your weight loss plan is not a plan. It, it, it's one tactic. It's it's a it's a literal. It's the false hope syndrome. It's it's fantasy land, man. And again, I tell this to you because I do care about. It. I don't even know you, and I care about you because I don't want you to. Hey, I want you to live as long as you can. I want you to have the best quality of life. Um, but your weight loss plan is not a plan. It's it's a dream. It's it's a it's bullshit. Because what what are you thinking? That what are you thinking that? Because what it doesn't matter keto it, you can put any of these in here keto intermittent fasting weight watchers any any of the diets that you're thinking you're going to do you're in your mind if you really take out what you think about and put it in front of you what you're going to see is you're saying you know what some monday i'm going to wake up and i'm going to follow that plan perfectly and i'm going to get those results and that's what you think and you you keep looping in that thought but you don't take a step back and say well, why would i why would i be able to do that in the future if I haven't been able to do it in the past. Now, your brain's specifically set up for that. I just read this book called Your Future Self. They scan the brain while they have people think of their future self. Turns out, think about our future self the same way you think about a stranger. So when you're thinking about that you some Monday starting your plan, you think you're going to be some different version of yourself. But that's that's a trick of the mind. The diets know this. It's, it's, why would it happen? What, what's going to change between now and that Monday? that you're magically just going to be able to follow whatever plan you think you're going to be able to follow. Or you think that there's going to be some magical plan that's going to come out in between there. Well, this plan, all I do is eat oranges. It really works for me. You eat fucking oranges for the rest of your life. That's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're never going to eat a carb again. You're never going to go to a birthday party and eat a piece of cake. Every piece of pizza. Do you know what I mean? Like, but you're, you're thinking in this, it's literally, it's, it's magical fantasy land thinking. I don't, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but you've got to wake up from it. You know what I mean? You're literally entranced because it's not a well thought out plan. What is your plan, man? That you're just going to willpower yourself some magical Monday? Why? Why? There's no strategy there, you know? So anyways, um, what are your thoughts on keto? Um, I like keto in the sense that like, I, I think we as a culture consume too many refined carbs. So you know, cut them down. Do you, do you need to cut them out 100% going to ketosis? Ketosis was a diet made for people that were ep epileptic, you know? So yeah, oh yeah, you'll lose a bunch of weight. Well, yeah, I mean, if you cut down carbs, that's probably the number one source of calories for Americans and adults is baked goods. So yeah, if you cut carbs out, you're probably gonna lose weight because you're gonna lower your calorie intake. Do you need to cut out carbs 100%? No, of course not, you know? So, so again, I find keto is too extreme for most people and they can't stick with it. 
If you do keto and you thrive and you love it and you you love it, great. I, I have no personal vendetta against it. I just I have a steady stream of people that that think that's what they got to do. They can't do it, and now they feel like oh, I can't lose weight. I can't do keto. I try it. I, I got to do. I could try keto again, five hundred time, hundred time. I'm, I'm gonna do it this time. Why? Why would you do it this time? <laughs> if you tried it fifty times and it hasn't worked, well, what's different this time? I, I don't get it. You know. I know what I get. What I do get, though, is I know that you haven't questioned it. You haven't looked at it this way. You haven't taken a step back and said, "What do? How do I keep approaching my weight loss? Like, what am I really thinking about?" And what you think about, what you're going to come to realize, is you think you're going to step into one day. There's going to be one day where you magically start doing everything perfectly and you start losing weight. You think of your weight loss starting here on this magical day, and you ride it out perfectly to your goal weight. Well, then what? Don't get me started on that question. Then what? I'll figure it out, Jim. I'll figure it out then. I'll be so happy I'm thin, I'll just figure it out. Okay, but hold on. Why do 95% of people that lose the weight put it back on then? Nah, Jim, I don't want to think about that. I'll be part of the 5%. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you know? What's up, Erica? Does it, yep, always life of the party. Drank Reimagine is hard. Yeah, Reimagine. Yeah, Don, there you go. I was the same way. I, I not only was ate, ate totally different, but I, I was a big binge drinker. And yeah, yeah, changing into a yoga... <laughs> Yoga instructor was a big shift. It was hard. Changing your self-image is is work. You know this is why I say you're not. You don't want to lose weight. You really want a personal development. You want to transform yourself into the best version of yourself. That's what we're doing. That's a way better description of what the process is. Is you're becoming the best version of yourself, step by step, day by day, one percent better every day. That's the goal. You know it's not easy. Like like it takes work and effort and focus. It's not just oh just just do this meal plan. Oh, that, that's all you needed was a meal, magical meal plan? Oh, that's it? Oh, you didn't know you're not supposed to eat pizza and cheesecakes? Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, yeah, here you go. Here's the plan. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna kill it. You're going to do great. <laughs> really? Like, come on, man. I'm going to say this one last thing. I'll, 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 I kind of feel like I'm being an asshole. But it's like, it's like, it's thinking like a child. Most people approach the diet mindset. Again, it's not your fault because you're a smart person but you've been entranced. When it comes to weight loss, you think like a diet. You've literally been hypnotized. You go into a trance. Trances are not just with our eyes. That's not just that. It's literally, you can, there's waking trances and you, when it comes to weight loss, are in a waking trance because you're following a plan that's half-assed, doesn't work, hasn't worked, not gonna work, and yet for some reason, you irrationally believe in it though. And you just keep thinking it's magically gonna work. It hasn't fucking worked for anyone you know. It's never worked for you, but someday in the future, it's just going to work. It's, it's magical, childlike thinking. <laughs> Anyways, is keto good for weight loss? I just said that. Yeah, like I said, wait, it, it's fine. If you love keto, it's great, but um, most likely it's, um, it's most likely not going to work for you because it's such an extreme transition. You know, um, Sometimes I get in on the scale and then get it off and back on, hoping it goes down more. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, what's up, Karen? How's it going? Then they're done. That's so funny. Great, like water fast. Yeah, yeah. Life is a gift, so all you're on here. Yep, that's awesome. Um, oh, I got TikTok telling me to take a break. <laughs> no thanks to the just oranges, right? With the diet. I made it to my goal weight. I love five, two days. First time ever. I'm not as afraid on the scale. Hey, great job. Brooklyn Dog Mama, right? That's awesome. Good job, good job. Proud of you. That's so awesome. Um, 
Good, good. All right. Got to the end of the questions. All right, I'm going to get out of here. I've been on it for a while. So thank you so much, everyone. I really appreciate it. I, I love sharing this stuff with you. I hope it helps you and, um, you know, triggers you to move, move in the, the path. Um, please, if you haven't yet, go get that hypnosis session. Watch that training I give you. Um, at the very least, just get on my email list. I send, you know, kind of bite-sized emails out every day. And, and I think you're really going to like them. You know, everyone does. Um, I used to charge for it. I used to be part of a program I sold. I just give them away now. Okay. So again, I can only, I don't know how more stuff I can give you. Come on, do it. Just do it. It's clicking a link. A minute from now, you'll be, you'll be there and you don't have to think about it again because I'll be reminding you every day, you know, otherwise you go back into trance land, you know, so uh, come on, just do it. Oh, it take you two seconds, but all right. And then, then listen, the podcast is program yourself. Then the more you listen to that, the, the, you know, the easier weight loss will become as well. There's always new videos coming on TikTok. I got a bunch of new ones coming out um, next couple of days. And uh, yeah, I'm always live most weekdays. So uh, thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day and we'll talk soon. Bye.